Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring our own pastoral staff and various guest speakers. Our reading for today comes from John 10, verses 11 through 18. Listen and hear for the word of the Lord. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the good shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me. Because I laid down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. This is the word of the Lord. Join me in the Spirit. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Lord, my Amen. As many of you may know, uh, I am the pastoral intern from Princeton Center. And we were recently living in Switzerland. Uh, we were there from August to January. And we took advantage of living in Central Europe. We visited Rome, Pompeii, Paris, and Berlin. And while we were in Berlin, we met up with my wife's cousin. Uh, our plan was to first explore Berlin, and then head back home to Switzerland so that we could celebrate Christmas together. Plus, I had to be there in time to preside and preach the Christmas Eve service. And while we were doing all this travel, we boarded our fair share of budget airlines. And every single time, you had to show identification. Obviously, right? You can't just board a plane without any ID. So my main use of identification was my Swiss residence. This is a legitimate ID that proves that I live in Switzerland. Everyone who has a long-term visa um, gets one of them so that they can, they can go in and out of Switzerland. I use it to get in and out of France, in and out of Italy, and I even got into Germany. But getting out of Germany was a completely different story. So, as I remember, I was in line 
ready to board my plane. I was, it was a flight from Berlin to Geneva. I handed my boarding pass and ID card to the man at the gate. My wife and wife's cousin were already passed. They had already gone through because they had their passports. Which, at the time, is the only ID that they are accepting to board the plane. So the second the man saw my Swiss residence card, he said, that won't work. You need your passport. And after traveling to France and Italy, first I thought, I don't need my passport. I saw it more like excess luggage. You know, I, I just left it in my drawer in Switzerland instead of an essential traveling identification. So, not only did I feel like a complete idiot, I felt kind of like a failure. I was leaving my pregnant wife. She was boarding the plane, and she had to host her cousin in Switzerland, in a foreign land. And then I heard the man at the gate saying, sir, you have to leave. So I to that totally brought me out of my head. And I was there, shook. So I had to quickly say goodbye to Marie. And I said to her, don't worry, I'll figure it out. I'll try to be home as soon as possible. And believe it or not, I get escorted out by a Berlin police officer. So I'm, as I'm uh, getting escorted out, I look at my belongings. I have a carry-on filled with dirty clothes. I have 50 euros in my wallet an uncharged cell phone, and my stupid Swiss residence card. <laughs> and just imagine me. I'm outside the Berlin airport, and the only German that I know is Danke and Gesundheit. <laughs> and I've fallen into deep fear that I won't be able to see my wife before it'll take many days and a lot of money. Not to mention the fact that I have to be there in time to preach and preside over the Christmas Eve service. And looking back at this, at this moment, it was a visceral and frightening time in my life. It, and it all happened in a very concentrated amount of time. It made me feel as though I was being shepherded by a hired hand. I imagine that we've all felt something like this before, where we feel unsafe, in danger, feel abandoned or left alone. Still we are in a foreign land with no sense of safety or community. This visceral feeling is actually described in our reading for today. It reads, the hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. It's important that we really listen to what the text is saying and realize what it's not saying. 
The Gospel of John does not say there will never be an instance where my sheep will be attacked by wolves. In fact, it infers the opposite, that wolves may abound. The Gospel of John is describing a world of tumult, danger, and disorder. It's not necessarily a safe world. However, it doesn't paint God as the primary cause of our pain and disorder. But what does the text say? We hear Jesus say, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I lay down my life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. This text points to two distinct things about the nature of our God. The first is that God is a good shepherd. This is done by contrasting two kinds of shepherds, a shepherd that's hired and the one that's good. The hired hand runs away when danger approaches. And it's, a, it's really describing a person who doesn't really care about their constituents but merely does the job for wages or rewards. Because when it really matters, when it concerns about blood and flesh, the hired hand holds. The good shepherd doesn't leave. The good shepherd will give up their own life for their flock and does so willingly. Jesus explains that he is the good shepherd, that God will protect us, that God did die for us. And what that means is that when we're faced with danger, when wolves abound, we have someone to rely on. We have someone who has already taken every danger for us. We have a God that died for us. We have a God that rose from the dead for us. The second attribute shown in our text is that Jesus gives words for his sheep to listen for. God is a guider, one that knows us and allows us to be guided on paths of righteousness. God does this by giving us his gracious word, and we are to hear that word of God. As God has told us to love one another, as God loves us, he's leading us by love. And God speaks to us in our daily lives, and it's not just in one way. He speaks to us in prayer, scripture, worship, and in the events of our lives. But we must remember that God's primary language is a language of love. And this was proven by his death, proven by his resurrection. Now, obviously I wasn't left stranded on the streets of Berlin. 
Um, so what ended up happening was the police officer that was escorting me was actually a really nice guy. And he told me, hey, I have some buds in the police station. They could totally help you out. So the first thing that I went is I went to the police station. And when I was there, they said, your best bet to leave the country without a passport is you have to go to central Berlin. And that's where you'll find the main train station. It's like, that's the only way that you're going to get out. Or you can go to the embassy, get an emergency passport, but that'll take days. So I charge my phone, get directions, take the metro to the central station. I arrive at the station, and I see a little ticket machine. And I found a train that was going from Berlin to Basel. And I was like, oh, great, perfect. That's 150 euros. I'm ecstatic. I put my credit card in. <laughs> All right, no worries, I have my debit card, let's see, fingers crossed, put it in, decline. I am silently freaking out, <laughs> hoping that the people online don't get mad. So then I go to the information kiosk. And they were like, all right, you have to talk to someone, uh, uh, to an actual person. So go to the information desk. So I go to uh, the information desk, and I ask the person, okay, what am I going to do? All my cards are have declined, and all I can do is inquire. So this is what I'm thinking while I'm in line. And now it's my turn to go. So I ask the person behind the booth if she spoke English. She said a little bit. And so I decided not to explain my entire situation. I didn't say anything. I just asked if there was a train leaving from Berlin to Basel tonight. And she said, yes, there is one. It leaves in 30 minutes. It will be 120 euros. Okay. Uh, my second question was, uh, can we do something where I could pay some cash and some card? No. You can't do that. So I for sure looked like I was going to pass out. And uh, she asked me a follow-up question. She asked me, by any chance are you a student with a uh, Swiss train card? And I said, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. <laughs> And she's like, let me see what I have. Let's see what I can pull up. And she's like, all right, I found a ticket. It's a limited kind of ticket. It's like a cheap ticket. You have to leave on this train tonight. You can't take any other one. And it's going to be $49.99. <laughs> Is that OK? I look at the single 50 euro dollar bill that I have handed it to her with the biggest grin on my face. And I said, that would be more than enough. Getting on that train was the most surreal feeling that I've ever felt. <laughs> I got to see Marie before her cousin even got out of bed. I was able to preach and preside the Christmas Eve service, and and despite of all that, I went through this crazy emotional roller coaster, going through highs, lows, 
instances of despair and joy, gratitude and censure. I was just a human being going through the waves of life. And this time, this time, it happened to work out. Oftentimes, I think it's easy for us to think of God as a good shepherd when things work out, or when everything seems to be falling into place. But it's much harder for us to imagine God as, good, as a good shepherd when we're faced with pain, turmoil, or uncertain circumstances. I remember when I was 20 years old, I was crying while holding my mother's hand as she was lying in a hospital bed. She was diagnosed with stage four cancer in September 2012. And later in October, she died at age 45 with no family history of cancer. It was only one month from diagnosis to death. She was one of the most devout Christians I've ever met. And she was not only an amazing mother, but she was my best friend. There seemed to be no good reason why her death. I found myself wondering, where is my good shepherd in the midst of my pain? So what are we supposed to do when life becomes difficult? Our lives will experience deep, visceral lows, mountain highs, because life on this earth is constantly changing. But what we do have is certainty in our God. That no matter what happens, and no matter what, whatever happens to us, we have a God that loves us. A God in which we can depend upon. A God that holds us for protection, for consolation. For times of lamentation or celebration. A good shepherd regardless of what circumstances surround us. We have a dependable God. The Apostle Paul reminds us in Romans 8, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of our God that is in Christ Jesus, our Savior. What are we supposed to do? We are to know 
that there's nothing in all creation that will separate us from the love of our God. We are safe in the arms of a O oh Lord, our shepherding God, come close to us now. Come near us in our time of need. We need you in our time of anxiety. We need you in our time of uncertainty. We need you in time of disease. We need you to find our wounds. Pour your healing ointment on our heads. Lord, guide us with your voice. Help us to listen and follow you no matter where your voice leads. Help us to trust you. Thank you for sending your son who laid down his life for all. Guide us with your love and renew us with your peace. Amen.